to the Chiropractic United podcast for August 6, 2013. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars to see how a chiropractic biophysics technique can help improve your practice as well as your patient's overall health and spinal structure. Go to idealspine.com. And also by Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching to see how Dr. Fred can help bring your practice to all new heights. Go to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally by PostureCode, developers of the X-ray analysis system known as PostRay, as well as the award-winning Posture Screen mobile app, available in the iTunes App Store as well as the Google Play Android Store. For more info, go to postureanalysis.com. All right, Dr. Fred, take it away. All right, everybody out there in podcast land, this is Chiropractic United coming at you after a very long break, and uh, we, we've got to apologize for that, but this is uh, August 6th, Tuesday night, 2013. It's uh, my colleague, Dr. Fred DiDomenico from Elite Coaching, my other colleague, Dr. Joe Ferrantelli of Posture Co., which is Posture Screen and Posture Ray, and then myself uh, of CBP Seminars, Deed Harrison. And uh, just a, a big welcome uh, to Dr. Fred and Dr. Joe, and uh, welcome to everybody out there in podcast wow. land listening on iTunes. Wow. You know, Fred, this is pretty amazing. I mean, hearing Deed's voice uh, on the on the radio here through Skype, it's I, I almost didn't recognize the guy. Did you? The dynamic trio is back. Whoop 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 yeah, whoop. Exactly. <laughs> so I know uh, I know Dr. Deed has some awesome stuff to share with us again with our with our followers and I have to apologize as does Dr. Fred and you know we've been a little lax and we have uh, one or two podcasts that are still you know going to be released as well too in the feed at the same time that this one comes in so make sure you guys check into that. Um, and we're going to do we're going to stick to it this time. This time it's our promise. Yeah, and I just want to give my apologies too, and I want to thank all the people that have consistently bitched at us by email, <laughs> seminars, uh, criticism, below the belt shots. Obviously, we had to go through a little suffering to get back here, so we're back. I mean, it was like talking to my Italian guilty Catholic <laughs> mother. Got like reminding me of the you know guilt trips when I was young. Sorry, did I make a religious comment there? Yeah. <laughs> We're not supposed to do that, are we? Yeah, well, look, I'm not going to apologize to anybody because it's <laughs> it's summertime and it's golf season. And you know what? The uh, the annual tournament's coming up uh, next Friday on uh, you know on, on a course just outside of uh, Lake Geneva. We're going to play the, uh, of all things, the Ar- Arnold Palmer course out there uh, right before the annual. And I had to get warmed up to beat that uh, Australian, Adrian Denewald, because the last three years in a row, he's won the CBP annual golf tournament, and I just couldn't stand it. So it's either do the podcast or practice for the annual golf tournament. Yeah, I know. You, you got to represent. You can't let the Australian come in here and, and beat the leader of CBP. Right. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm done with that. Game yeah. over. I mean, it's like the leader of the free world of corrective care. You know, we can't we can't let give that title to the Australian. Right. And you know? so anybody out there listening, I mean, you can sympathize with that. And, and uh, some of you can empathize with that. And that's just, you know, the way it goes. That's what we've been doing. Or at least me. I've been playing golf. <laughs> How awesome. cool is that? You know, it's all in the name of spinal correction, though. So I love those core values. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, it's it's uh, educate the profession at large and give them inspiration, motivation, cutting edge new concepts, or play golf. Exactly. How cool is that? <laughs> well, so we're winging it tonight because I personally screwed up. Uh, I thought Brian Kelly was tonight, but he's next week, and it's next week. So hold on for next week. So uh, we're winging it tonight. So what are we going to talk about, guys? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Let's just start with what's been going on with each each of you real quick uh, because, you know, I don't want to – I got a lot I could say here and I don't want to obviously uh, go on and on. So why don't we start with uh, you, Dr. Fred? What's been going on in the, in the uh, little inter- intermission we've been taking here from the podcast? Well, there's been all kinds of things. Uh, you know, our boot camps really have grown and they've gained the reputation of really transforming not just the way people communicate, but really helping people to communicate their purpose and passion in a way that patients are inspired to want to change their life. In fact, we're rebranding the whole thing from just a regular boot camp 
And so what they really do is they help you release your power from the inside out. So that's what you guys are going to see, the Release the power, release Your Power series. And they've created such phenomenal personal and professional transformations that you just see patients referring more. I mean, people come back from these boot camps. And these are certified CBP docs, Steve, that you haven't seen these testimonials yet, where people that are successful, but for the first time, you know, spouses are showing up to the ROFs where, where they're saying right in the first 10 minutes, you know what, I need to get my husband in here. I need to get my daughter in here. You know, how can I get my family members in here? And, and patients asking how they can get their family members in there just by the way you change the way you relate to them. And a lot of these CBP guys that, you know, have been in for years that have gone with other management groups are now hitting a new level. And their inspiration for spinal correction and how to build their practice has, like, lit a new fire. So I would encourage everybody that, you know, you have such an intense, strong purpose on, on changing people's lives to live differently using CBP and spinal correction that uh, literally they will act differently in the matter of a few minutes. And it's not because of what I say. It's because of what people are saying that are coming out of these boot camps that literally feel like they're better doctors. So it's been really awesome. So that's it in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And you, uh, Dr. Joe, what have you been doing? Well, uh, basically it's my mission to try and outfly Deed Harrison around the country because I need to get to that, that elite status on Delta and hit that diamond mark. And um, so I've been flying, I'm joke, all kidding aside, uh, been flying around with you, obviously, Deed, with the seminars. I've been really um, involved with uh, generating a new, really, really, really new, awesome module that's going to be coming out for Posture Screen Mobile that is going to surprise a lot of you. It's not specific just to posture, but it's something that 90% of you will do in your practice and have a bearing on, let's just say, health and fitness. And uh, we've been doing a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, shows, but more importantly, a lot of my time has went not only to uh, increasing um, uh, what we offer through our Posture Screen Mobile, but we've really updated and we just released the new updates to Posture Ray, the X-ray digitizing software. And uh, I mean, we got some great new features in this. Uh, if anybody wants to see the change log, they can go to our main website, postureanalysis.com, hit the help and support button, and then off to the right, hit Posture Ray X-ray EMR. The first thing it's going to say, what's new in August two thir- uh, 2013 released? We got some great things here from uh, user feedback from all the elite docs doing CBP, things that, little things like you have a patient that that comes in and you need to be able to do some sort of little bit of education because they're an acute care patient um, and you want to be able to show them just some preliminary findings. Well, we've had a lot of requests with that without having to digitize a whole x-ray. We can now apply the Harrison elliptical model with a, just two to three clicks, and we have the normal model superimposed on the sagittal plane curves. We've updated numerous, numerous things from custom note report modules to adding vertical axis lines for patient education in the view box to adding lumbar flexion extension instability analysis. The list goes on and on and on. Um, so I've been working really, really hard on that instead of doing the podcast like I should, but at least, unlike Deed, where he's golfing and really doesn't do anything. I've been doing things for you guys. I'm just kidding, obviously. But seriously, we've been doing a lot with that. And, of course, I've been traveling, doing everything I can for CBP and, you know, elevating chiropractic with the profession along with uh, you, Fred. Seeing you every weekend as well, too. There you go. Yeah, well, at least I was honest telling them what I was doing. I mean, you just made up a bunch of nonsense. About, yeah. you know, I, I, I noticed <laughs> how I left out the part about, oh, by the way, we're doing a research study, Joe. I need this done yesterday. Add this to Posture now. No pressure because, you know, we already announced it at the annual what we're going to be releasing. No pressure yeah. on my programmers. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean – you know that that's the biggest thing. It's like I'm a now person. I need it now, and actually not now. I needed it yesterday. Yeah. And, and I'll tell everybody, you know, what we're talking about here, uh, for sure. And you know, really the big the big thing for me is the annual is coming up next weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday, and that's in uh, 
Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And so we're having the, C the 35th CBP annual conference uh, held at the Grand uh, Geneva Resort uh, just outside of uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And it's August 16th through the 18th. And Fred, I know you're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yep, and uh, Fred's obviously going to get to interact with the, the attendees there, and Fred's got a, a speaking session on Saturday. And uh, the interesting thing, Fred, is Joe's not going to be there. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, I've, you know, I know you guys are going to throw stones at me. I have, you know, a, a prior engagement um, that I hate to say, I've only missed one other annual since like 1995, and that was when I adopted my son. In Russia, but I had a, another venue that I had to go to, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, I can't believe I have to miss this one either. Yeah, I mean th that's a nice excuse, Joe, but uh, I know. you know I, I I don't know how we're gonna accept that. I know, I know, you guys are gonna be making up all sorts of stories at the seminar. Why I'm not there? That you kicked me out of CBP or. I don't know, it, but I'm sure I'm going to get an earful on Facebook as well. We're starting bad rumors about you. Yeah, I know. I, I dropped out. I'm no longer a chiropractor. I'm injecting, um, you know, just pharmaceuticals now. Who knows what you guys are going to say about me? Yeah, well, it's, it, it should be said because you're missing probably the most important CBP annual in in the last decade, aside from the 2005 annual um, that was held in Chicago where we debuted pelvic morphology and the implications for uh, pelvic morphology on the sagittal plane curvature. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, Those were some big words. They, they were. And you know what? I'm, I wish I could be in two places at one time. This, and this is just it happened. And the only excuse I have is I can't replicate myself. Hey, you know what? If you're in two places at one time, your wife wouldn't be bitching at you for leaving all the time. That is true. That is true. <laughs> right. You, you know, this is uh, – I'm really excited about this because, you know, the thing is for me, uh, when when my father passed away, you know, all of us were hit pretty hard in the, the whole profession. And then, you know, certainly some of the people close to him through his years as, you know, he was a – a mentor of them and a personal friend of theirs and you know everybody was was hit pretty hard uh, with it but you know next to my stepmother uh, I was probably hit the hardest in terms of you know the impact on my life and and self-reflecting and and just all kinds of things and and you know things are said when when somebody is on their deathbed or knows that they're going to be on their deathbed and may lose their mental capacity and you know, it's the the old father son or the father daughter or the mother son or the mother daughter talk, and and I had that talk with my father in uh, 2009 when he got really ill, and it just when, when he passed away, it kind of you know it kind of rekindled that talk for me, and, and it took I don't know I don't know if I'm still over it, but it's taken at least a couple years now since his uh, passing for me to really get excited about something again. And part of it was, you know, not just what he said to me, but what he said to some other friends and other colleagues. And, and, you know, he said this during the father son talk, but I, I won't get into that because it's a little personal. But one of the things that he said to uh, my good friend and his good friend, uh, Dr. Jason Haas in Windsor, Colorado was, you know, he told Jason that one regret that he had was uh, spending too much time on, on work and CBP and not enough time with me, his his son. And of course, he he you know said a few of those things to me in a little bit different way. And and you know I just remember that talk that I had with Jason when he was telling me that. And he you know he, Jason Haas just said, "Don't make that same mistake with your kids." And and you know I never thought that my dad ignored me at all. I mean, that, that would never crossed my mind while I was growing up. In fact, you know, in my later years, I got to spend more time with him. I think that than any, uh, son or daughter gets to spend with their parents because I worked with them side by side for more than a decade. Uh, almost every weekend we were traveling together, uh, Friday, sometimes Thursday through Sunday. And so I spent a lot of time with him in the later years. So I think what he was referring to was, um, the, uh, the younger years when, you know, of course he was raising me or trying to. Uh, and so when Jason Hawes said that to me, it kind of, it, it took, it took me a while to really want to get back into, 
doing the things that CBP has been known for in the last 20 years and, and, and maybe even longer. And that's, you know, spine research and innovation and, and cutting edge stuff. And it's not that we didn't do any of those things in, in the last, you know, four or five years. It's just that I did a hell of a lot less of them, if, if you guys know what I mean. Uh, you know, the research, uh, one or two papers a year instead of seven to 12 papers a year. And, uh, you know, no books coming out, new books where we had a, a textbook or a guideline coming out every two years or, you know, something like that. So I, I just took the last uh, uh, couple of years off, if you will. And by off, it's funny because I, I really didn't take it off. I just I didn't work as hard. And, you know, still, of course, you guys know better than anybody that the travel schedule that that we all keep and that I personally keep. Uh, so it's it's funny that I say I'm taking time off, but uh, there's a point to this particular line of, of communication that I'm going through here, and that's you know to bring us to the annual, and you, you know you always want to try to do something big at your uh, annual conference, especially something like this, the 35th annual uh, CBP conference that my my dad, and my uncle started way back when, and so you know you you always think what can I do, what can I do that's going to be impact impactful on CBP as a profession uh, or as a professional organization and a technique in car in chiropractic and certainly what you do is you bring in great speakers and leaders uh, like the people that we have and that means you know dr. Fred uh, himself coming in from elite coaching we have uh, uh, dr. Dan Yachter uh, from Elevation Health coming in to speak and we have uh, Dr. Jerry Klum, the former president of Life Chiropractic College West. Uh, we have Dr. Allison Evans of uh, Rock Tape and Mojo Feet. She's coming in to give us a presentation on uh, Rock Tape kinesiology taping on Sunday morning uh, with Rock Tape. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Sandy Haas of Windsor, Colorado uh, coming in to give us a cutting-edge uh, uh, business and chiropractic uh, update a conference focusing on you know scientific weight loss uh, implementation and, and things like this in a corrective care model. Uh, we have Dr. Paul Oakley coming in. He's given us a, a great presentation, and then uh, Dr. Brandon Trujillo of uh, Utah. He's a CBP instructor. He's coming in to give us a a functional and structural rehabilitation uh, course uh, using some really really cool concepts on how to implement uh, you know functional rehabilitation with CBP structural rehabilitation, and we've coined the term mirror image in motion for that. And it, it's really a, a cool concept that'll be presented. Uh, and then of course. Uh, you know, like I said, Dr. Fred will be presenting on behalf of his elite coaching, and uh, of course, Dr. Joe Ferrantelli, as we said, won't be there. Yeah, I know. There's there was one re, you know person that was just left out, kicked to the curb. I'm injecting pharmaceuticals now or something. Yeah, you know, make right. up something that I'm not there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is the thing is that uh, then there's myself. I'm presenting as well. So it's you you know. I got a great list of, of instructors and team of instructors, uh, but it's like, okay, well, what, what do I do that's unique and different at this particular annual? And I, I've been reading the, the recent literature, of course, and uh, I came across this inter interesting paper, and I'm not going to tell you uh, who and, and where, but it was written in 2012, and it uh, it rekindled some interest in, in my – in my line of thought that I've been working on for a while, and I dropped the ball on it. I always wanted to uh, see if there was a similar measurement for the cervical thoracic spine as what we found with the lumbopelvic spine with pelvic morphology and how the anatomy of the sacrum and the pelvis inside the you know pelvic complex and how that sits relative to the femurs, how that influences the sagittal plane curvature of the the pelvis the lumbar spine and to some extent the thoracic spine i i was wanting to see if there was one of these morphology measurements for the cervical thoracic region and you know what we find is the pelvic morphology has moderate to strong predictions on what 
the uh, sacral base angle can be and what the lumbar lordosis can be and how much thoracic translation there is, it has a very weak influence in some of the studies on thoracic curve, and then it has no relationship on the cervical curve. So we're left with, well, is there such a, a morphology measurement for the cervical curve? And up till 2012, there was not one. And believe it or not, I was actually playing around with some things, but I never got around to it. And uh, somebody in 2012 published the first one. And I read that paper and I was like, damn it, the guy beat me to it, you know? Because, you know, people from around the world, it's funny when you look at research, there, there's only so many things that are going to be developed each year in each field. And the number of people participating is, you know, relatively small. And you kind of get a feel for who they are and what they're working on. Well, so when this paper came out, I was like, man, that's what I get for not doing anything for the last two years. But when I read the paper, I also saw some limitations in what had been done, as is the case for anything that's brand new. So you, you always you read it and you go, well, wow, that that author didn't point out this relationship or didn't look at this relationship or maybe missed something or maybe the, the application to what we do and how we analyze the spine uh, wasn't quite uh, you know done well or wasn't done at all from the perspective of the, the CBP uh, cervical line measurements. So anyway, I, I read this paper and that spearheaded a, a new line of thought for me and a new line of development for me. And, you know, I had to, number one, get a feel and understanding for the, the concept. And then I had to get uh, an idea for what was missing. And then how can we add this to the CBP uh, technique? And then, you know, when you do this, this is where, you know, the research arm of CBP comes in. Then I have to submit uh, a formal proposal to the CBP Institutional Review Board, which consists of five members. And I, I had to write up a, basically a small book on the, on the topic. So just to give you an idea, the IRB that I wrote up on this was uh, 51 pages. And so, uh, you know, I have to submit that to the, the IRB members. They have to look it over and go, uh, nope, deed, we're not going to approve this study because, you know, we don't agree with the ethics of it. Or they look it over and they go, yeah, wow, this is really great, needs to be done, ethical uh, concerns you've addressed. And, and, you know, they might go back and forth with me and ask me to, you know, revise a few things. But anyway, at the in end of the day, I got it uh, – uh, IRB approved, and uh, lo and behold, I've got five new projects we're working on now for CBP nonprofit, uh, looking at this uh, new cervical thoracic uh, morphology measurement uh, for the uh, upper thoracic lower cervical spine, and we're seeing the relationship between this uh, morphology measurement and how much cervical curvature somebody can achieve and how much translation in the sagittal plane uh, they should have and, and what's possible in terms of correction. And, th and this is where you came in, Joe Ferrantelli, because uh, – No pressure. You know, yeah, no pressure because the annual is a, a short deadline and, and I just got all these things approved and you know now – they're new measurements, and with computerized methods, we, we can't make these measurements by hand, so I, I need it done digitally. So I, I wrote Joe an email, and then I explained it to him verbally, and I said, hey, Joe, I, I need these new features inside Posture Ray, and I, I needed them yesterday. And, you, you know, I, I understand that programmers – have lives too, and and that you know you got to pay you know these people to do their job, but that's your problem. That's not mine. I mean, I I, I just I, yeah. I, I just want my stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. It doesn't have any bearing on you. Nothing. No, no worries. Right. Yeah, and I need these. You know, I need the lines, the analysis, and I need reports, and I need it all to work right. So, can I get it? Yeah, well, you know what? By the time people hear this, um, the first release will probably be, be installed uh, so that way your doctors, uh, Todd Pickman and Dr. Joe Betts, can start doing the first iterations of, of the research study. So basically, I just wanted to return the favor. So not to put pressure on them, but they're going to be up for like 48 hours straight digitizing new films because they're just now getting the research part so that way you guys can get the data to the statisticians. No pressure. Right, right. And – 
and you know, the the good thing is I, I won't have time to act, probably actually get any statistical uh, work done on it in terms of the complex ones. I'll, but I'll have some means and standard deviations, and and I'll have some simple understandings available for people at the annual. And you know, to to get the the listeners out there kind of interested in this, there's about seven or eight new measurements that we uh, had to develop and put inside a posture ray uh, to be able to do this. And anybody that's just slapping a curve, uh, an, an ideal curve on a, a, a lateral cervical is really doing them, themselves and the patient in injustice because th- there are times when somebody's curve is going to be outside of normal limits and it's going to be dictated by certain anatomical features. The, the problem is identifying what those features are in a clear, concise manner and predicting who those people are. And you, you can't just do the same thing to everybody. And, you know, just to give the, the readership a little – or the list, uh, readership, the listeners a, a uh, background. And not facet, look, not facet angles, by the way, if there's Dak bars listening. Yeah, yeah, and we're not talking about facet hyperplasia, which is stuff that DACBRs actually made up. And there's actual strong evidence in the literature that says that facet hyperplasia does not influence the cervical lordosis. In fact, the the largest sample size, the most comprehensive study ever done, was done by myself and our group of CBP nonprofit and published in 2005 in the journal Clinical Anatomy, which is a Mayo Clinic journal. And uh, we had 252 normal subjects. We looked at all segmental angles and total angles of curve in the neck. And we looked at uh, heights of the articular pillars, uh, angles of the articular facet uh, surfaces, and then the shape of the dens. In the sagittal plane, we found no correlation of any of those variables to the cervical curve at at any level. So, and I actually I take that back. I think there was a very weak, meaning not statistically significant, correlation at the C4 C5 angle. So, if you read the paper, you'll find that. Just in case somebody reads it, and goes, Ah, Deed lied. He said there was none. Yeah. Very weak, very weak one at one uh, small relative rotation angle. So, in, anyway. That's you're right. It's it's not facet anatomy, but it's an anatomical feature of the way the neck is connected into the upper rib cage, and it has to do with you know the sternum and the first rib and the, you know the clavicle area as well. And so we're getting an understanding that that this may influence certain people's cervical curves. And if you look at the modeling studies that we've done in the past, our model is very good. Uh, it's a great model for uh, adolescents, not pediatrics, but adolescents to uh, you know seniors. It's really good. It's got you know the the ability to dis- discriminate between uh, normal subjects and people with acute and chronic neck pain and people with degeneration. We know that. Uh, however, if you read those papers, you'll see that uh, the correlation. Or the the cut points are not 100% perfect. Nothing ever is. There's uh, what's called sensitivity and specificity, and what that means is true positives and true negatives, and false positives and false negatives. And what we want to do is have a model that optimizes the true positives and true negatives, but minimizes the false positives and false negatives. And what does that mean? Well, once in a while, you get somebody that has uh, no pain. Or no degeneration, but and they've got no history of it. But they've got a curve that that falls below these, you know, typical trends in our model, which is you know below 20 degrees. So you, you see somebody that looks you know really good with their joints and the, their range of motion and everything's pretty good, and their curves in the in the teens, and that you know. That does not fit the CPP ideal model, of course. And then you see people on the other side of it that are in the pain category and they have a lot of chronic neck pain and they they may actually have a curve that's within normal limits. And so how do you explain those people? And by the way, they're, 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 it's not a large percentage, but it's, a, it's a, a large enough percentage to want to be able to identify them. And so, you know, there's two ways you can explain that. You can just ignore it and call it good and move on with what you're doing or you can actually seek to understand those people and see if you can identify 
reasons that may explain that. And just to take it a step further, you, you can actually try and correct some of these people's neck curves as we've all done over the years. And on average, we get really, really good changes with CVP. But there's always those cases that they, they don't respond. And you've been working on them regularly and they've been doing it and they changed their ergonomics. They changed everything, but yet, you know, their neck curve doesn't, doesn't correct. And, and you, you go, why? And I think everybody out there that's listening and then, you know, myself and, and Joe and Fred, we, ha- we have to have intellectual honesty with ourselves and say, yeah, that's true, Deed. I mean, everything I've just said is absolutely true. And I think you guys would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. So what are the reasons? Seek and you shall find. So you've been seeking. What'd you find? Yeah, I found some really cool stuff, Fred, and I'm I'm gonna debut it at the annual. I just want to give people a little bit of a background um, to it. And unfortunately, if you're out there listening, going, well, that doesn't do me any good. I, I'm not attending the CBP annual conference. Well, too bad. You'll have to wait until uh, the research articles come out, and you'll have to wait until I I put it in a textbook. Or you'll have to wait till I put it in a in a seminar, and I'll probably put it in a seminar that's coming up in October. Uh, for those of you that cannot make the annual, I'll have it at uh, our October Advanced Full Spine Analysis Seminar that will be in uh, Eagle, Idaho, at the CBP Doctor Institute, and that's uh, October 11th through the 13th. And you can go on idealspine.com and you can look that up. But that's where I'll probably debut this in a seminar. It'll be you know a couple months later. Uh, so for those of you that are listening and going, well, this doesn't help me because I'm not going to the annual. Well, you can try to pick it up in October. But the, but the annual is the very first time I'm going to uh, discuss it in enough detail to where everybody can kind of see what we have going on. And it'll be in posture, Ray. It's just Joe won't be there. So you get the idea, right? I'll be there in spirit and in programming. Right. Nice. Yeah. Hey, just, well, yeah. I'm fired up about it. I'm going to be at the annual and at the advanced full spine. So. Well, I promise I'll be at the advanced full spine. That, that will be sure. And probably by that time, any of our users that attend – the advanced full spine will be able to probably get a uh, a new release specific to them those posture users that either uh, are are there because I want them to understand it before we release it obviously to mainstream because by that point in time it a probably part of it will be uh, consumer ready for the doctors but uh, yeah I. I you know, obviously, I know a, a, enough about this, and I really think that this is going to change a lot of healthcare that is focused on either rehabilitation of the cervical lordosis, um, or even it's going to have implications in what the surgeons do. Well, you know, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be the voice for everybody out there that uh, doesn't get to voice their opinion on this podcast because it's our three opinions, and you're the prisoner of our three opinions. <laughs> True. Which I love that about us. But, yeah. you know, I just want to say it's so awesome being associated with you, Dee. That's so freaking awesome <laughs> that you do that stuff because there's no way in hell that I would do that. Hey, you know what? You figure that stuff out. I'll show doctors how to, how to, how to you know, take an x-ray and a patient and how to get them to see that they can change their life. But I freaking love being a total spine geek that you're doing the things that you do. So in change in profession – and really, you know, I mean, we hang out all the time, but it's truly awesome and an honor to have this family because this is what's moving the profession forward. So, number one, thank you from the whole profession. Number two, you're awesome to drink wine with anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, there's two sides of it, though. You know, for me, um, sure, the, the research part of it, that's really, really important, um, you know, but – I can kind of get wrapped up in in the world of of technical ideas and and research and and to bridge that gap to the patients. I've always been able to do it in a very unique way. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Um, I've I've been able to do that. In a, did you guys hear that come over? No. Oh, okay. Something popped up on my screen and I heard it through my mic, so I thought it came over. But uh, 
anyway, you know, I've been able to do it in my own unique way because of my understanding of the the science and my intimate understanding of CBP technique. But it, it's not always easy for me to teach that bridging the gap between the CBP research, the what we know, and what we know how to do to somebody, and and how to get the person to actually do it. And and so Fred, so it goes both ways. I mean, I value what you bring to the table immensely, and and what you do. So it it works both ways. Well, I appreciate that. You know, the the other thing is really it it is surprising to me that I've been here at the right time. And I had the right upbringing and, and education to be able to do these things and develop new new ideas and new concepts with CBP. You know, I always say someday that's going to stop. I'm going to run out of ideas and, you know, I'm going to be spent, you know, so somebody else has to kind of take the lead in, in some of these things. But at least for right now, we've got some, some really, really interesting information uh, that we can learn how to apply to difficult cases and and predict who's going to respond to our care uh, really well, who's going to respond kind of well, uh, and who's not going to respond at all. And in the end, that's that's what everybody needs to learn to identify because no matter who we are, no matter what we do, there's no such thing as 100% applicability to a, a patient. You know, it's one of those things you, you always have to be careful of. In healthcare, you know, you go to a surgeon, what do you get? Mm-hmm. You, you get surgery. You go to a pharmacologist, and what do you get? You get pharmaceuticals, and you go to a massage therapist, and what do you get? And you go to a chiropractor, and what do you get? So we always have to be careful of, uh, and I'm not saying that everybody doesn't need chiropractic care. What I'm saying, everybody doesn't need the exact same kind of chiropractic care. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And this particular analysis, uh, does just that. It helps us to differentiate those people that their neck curves are, are not truly what we would call abnormal from the anatomical point of view. And, you know, th- this is a hard pill to swallow. Anybody out there listening to this, because nobody, nobody in the profession has written more about the the cervical curve in health and disease than myself, and I believe that's true. I've had, I've got more publications on that topic than anybody, uh, and so it's hard for me to to sit there and go, "Whoa, what did I just say? Did I just say that not everybody can get the ideal neck curve?" And yeah, I, I just said that. And it's not because of disc degeneration, and it's not because of fracture. It's because of a certain morphological, anatomical feature that dictates how much, you know, curve they can get. And I also want you to know, I'm not saying that cervical kyphosis is a normal variant. I'm yeah. saying that certain types of hypolordosis in the cervical spine uh, might actually be normal variants for the given individual. Yeah, not kyphosis. Right. Right. So also let's temper that and and exactly how much you know curve loss we're talking about in certain people that that all remains to be studied. No nobody's really looked at that past this 2012 paper that included 77 subjects and uh you know they actually I I don't think they did it totally right because they included some people that um you know had kyphotic necks and they didn't look at the full spine which is something we're doing, and to just give people an understanding of what it is, uh, I'm I'm spearheading right now with my team, and Joe is part of this uh, work. Is we're we're looking at a thousand normal subject sample size is what we're trying to collect, and so we're we're collecting that at several uh, CBP centers around the United States, uh, one in Australia and one in Canada, and so we're uh, we're getting getting together the largest sample size that's ever been done on this topic for sure, a thousand subjects, and we're looking at the full spine uh, sagittal plane profile as well as the cervical thoracic spine as well as some other things too. So it's really going to be some cutting edge things that will uh, change the way CBP and hopefully all of chiropractic looks at uh, patients' cervical curves. Yeah. Well, that was a mouthful introduction. What do you think? Yeah, it was. Well, I'm going way back to what you said before. Now, here's the deal of the history of CBP. Your dad was awesome. He married a white girl and had you. So you're the predecessor. But you went beyond. You married an Asian. 
So yeah. when you're looking for predecessors, man, the deal's already done. Yeah. Married, you got half Asian kids. That's who's going to follow you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm hoping, you know, the the kids are pretty sharp and uh I don't know, you know, I'm I don't want to I'm not playing favorites or anything. I don't know what the younger one's going to do, but the the older one right now is in a, a math and science engineering program already uh in uh, you know, his basically um oh gosh, elementary education, sorry. So in in 3rd through 5th grade, we moved him into this engineering science uh program. And so he's all already accelerating on on that curve. Uh, he's doing stuff that, un- unfortunately for me, I didn't do until I was in eighth grade, ninth grade. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It's already in the plan. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, normally I give out the references in ex- you know extreme detail, and everybody's going, "Man, you know, I hope they're sitting out there going." You know why isn't this guy giving me the the reference? Well, because I'm gonna make you wait. It's just one of those things. I mean, if if you're a PubMed savvy person, maybe you can find it. Yeah, but we won't give you any uh, any more cl- you know uh, hints for uh, clicking through that as well to find it on your own until you go to the annual. Then you might have some some ideas. Right. Yeah, and it's 2012. You only have I don't know half a million publications to look through. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely, all. absolutely. But it, you know, guys, all seriously, you know, I, I know I kid Deed and we kid each other, have fun with this. But truly, this is going to be amazing. What you guys are going to see, and like you said, if you can't make it to the annual, definitely get out to the advanced seminar because it will change your perception on what you're doing. Just like the the information that Deed. Uh, came to the forefront with with the lumbar lordosis and how it changed what we did with the low back. This is going to be you know groundbreaking what he's going to do. So it's I'm excited. I'm I'm really really stoked to be a part of this and you know having sample size of of a thousand. Your dad would be so proud of what we can do out of your facility and these other facilities. And you know that was his dream with posture guys. Anybody that that knows. His dream wasn't to have something that was going to support Joe and his family. It was, let's make software with a side effect that's great for patient education, with a side effect that's great for patient documentation. But Postre is really meant for the future for research so that we, we can have collaboration with doctor's offices that are well-trained that where we can gather data. And from those offices, we can have, you know, these multi-center studies using the same software with re- reliable and valid methods to synthesize these large-scale research studies. And nothing out there in research has ever done this as far as with spinal modeling to our knowledge. So that's what your dad had envisioned back in the early 2000s with Posture. Yep, exactly. That's right. Yep. Awesome. yep. Well... That about sums that up. Uh, I don't know where do we go next. It's like, how do you follow that up? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, the the other thing I want to say about this, when when people out there get familiar with this, they're going to want going to want to do this this analysis. And really, I want you to know, it's it's really a pain to do it by hand. Uh, it, it's really tedious. You're talking 25 minutes per person, and nobody has that kind of time to, to sit there and do by hand measurements. So you're going to have to have a computerized system to be able to do that. And the only one that we're going to, you know, give permission to, to do this with is uh, is Posture Ray, because I, I've submitted uh, copyrights for this uh, for the the analysis part that's unique to what I'm doing. Obviously, not what's in the 2012 paper, uh, but what I've developed uh, uniquely for CBP, and then uh, how it's going to affect our model. Uh, we plan on before we release this update uh, to the public, uh, we'll uh, do some uh, procedural patents on it, and uh, you know we'll, we'll have hopefully if we get approval and everything patent pending on it. So it's not going to be something we just let everybody do. It's in inside posture ray, and some people might not like that, but hey, it's you know what we chose to do and and to protect the work that we've done. Uh, but we'll also get it out there so people can use it. So it's our gentle way of saying, hey, you need to get posture ray. Yeah, yeah, it, it would. I, I like your gentle methods of getting people to use posture, but all, all seriously, 
you know, it, like he says, that there you can't reasonably do these measurements in a practice with without having computerized methods. I mean, it's like doing pelvic morphology on on people. It, it's just too time consuming, but it's so important, and it and it dictates what you may do differently with your patient. That you you have to on a on an ethical side. Once you know this information, uh, it's like being exposed to corrective care chiropractic methods and choosing. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to offer that to my patients. Well, once you've been you know granted this, it's one thing to be naive. It's another thing to know this knowledge and not deliver it and know that you could do something better. And once people find out about this, they're going to know and they're going to want to be able to deliver what you uh, are going to express to them in the uh, CVP annual for sure. Well, you know, I talk about posture, well, I talk about everything CVP related all the time. And, you know, I think it's especially important for those people that are out there. You think, well, do I need CVP to know posture? Well, actually, or to get posture, actually, posture, in my opinion, helps you to learn CVP. Yep. Because just by getting the markings, you learn about the postures. And, I mean, CBP, you know, the knowing the postures and x-ray and applying it, you know, you, you have to do your homework. The principles are pretty simple, though. You know, if it's bent one way, you pretty much know you got to bring it back the other way. You just got to do it in the right order. But posture with all the lines actually shows you where you need, where you are and where you need to go. And it makes it easier to figure out how to fix them. Yep. It makes the application a lot easier. It, it's funny that you say that too um, because I have probably about – I would say roughly about 20% of our, our users find posture first because they need a method of marking x-rays and they're tr either traditional doctors or their upper cervical or GONSED-based doctors know nothing about CBP, but they know – they trust our research. They, they, they know that, yet they don't know CBP, they know it's defendable, they know it's reliable and valid measures. Um, and then what, they, what happens is during our training calls, it's almost like I'm a coach, they find out that they are giving tools, now they know a little bit more on how they can, they can fix things, and now they're, they're, they're fired up again about practice and they search out and come to the CPP seminars. It's kind of, you would never think that posture is as being a driving force for doctors learning corrective care, but absolutely it is. Um, you know, and uh, so it's, it's funny that you say that, Fred, because I, I just trained somebody last week that came on and never even heard of CBP. Imagine that, never even heard of CBP. Um, in a glaring, um, they had seen uh, curves on x-rays before, didn't know what a CBP. They just had a digital x-ray system. They realized, hey, look, you know what? This PAC system that came with it, I can't educate patients. Let me search the internet. They found it, and it's, you know, I, I'm not trying to make a, this a, a, a promo for posture, but the, the fact is that you don't need CBP uh, in the very beginning to use it. But once you start using posture, you're going to want to do some sort of structural-based care. And I hope it is CBP methods. Well, you know what? I'm going to repeat myself again. If you want to learn CBP, then posture is how you learn it. I mean, obviously the seminars, you know, that goes without saying. So, do, do you know, I owe you that, a commission a on that? So, Fred, do I owe you a commission now? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. But seriously, okay. I mean, because people call that's elite what? because they want to get into corrective care practices. And that's what I tell them. You want to learn posture and x-ray. Well, obviously, go to the seminars, and I direct them to the DVDs and the seminars first. But then I tell them get posture because the payments are so little; it's almost ridiculous not to. Yeah, it is. My wife yells at me for keeping them down so low on that. By the way, um, but the fact is, I want to make sure that people have ability to, to get it. But enough of the the, the shameless plug on my part on that. Um, Dee, do you have? something interesting besides uh, the the new concepts that you're going to be presenting do you have maybe a new research topic by chance that you want to go over because it's been so long since you've been on a podcast i assume there's some port you know something that maybe i haven't seen or that is new and released that you might want to share with us do you have anything yeah i mean i, I might have something i always have something but don't, you, you guys can come up with something for a few minutes can't you i mean the, the podcast supposed to be an hour long and i think we've only killed like 40 minutes right uh you know i don't even know how long we've been recording for i have to look, look at skype but i'm having a good time doing this uh from uh i have to say i'm in uh 
sunny California right now recording this, and I have to say the weather in Orange County is just fantastic. You know, unlike hot, steamy, muggy Florida, which, you know, I love, by the way, but what a difference out here. Amazing. Okay, that's yeah. all the tap dancing I can yeah. do. I, I well, know that you got an article that you're going to probably try and spring up on us, that's for sure, or, you know, something to catch Dr. Fred and I off guard. Right. So, you know, just real quick before I get into that, uh, Fred, do you have anything up up and coming that uh, you want to inform the uh, listeners to? Um, well, we just have our boot camp series. We have, we're going to have a phenomenal seminar in October in New Jersey that uh, it's going to be totally transformational. Um, really, I'm going to teach people how to rewire your nervous system for success. You know, I just came back from Dan Murphy's neurology seminar at your clinic, Dean. And he totally, completely explained why habits literally reframe, restructure your brain through neuroplasticity and, and why successful people are literally wired differently through habits. So there's certain things I learned from NLP and things that you can do to literally rewire your body to achieve every vision that you've had and so it's going to be a really powerful seminar and we're also bringing that into the boot camp so when is that fred in october what it's october 5th 6th in new jersey's so it's right in your neighborhood and then we're also bringing that stuff into the boot camp so in the boot camps we're, we're taking out to the whole profession as to how to communicate with people to get them to change their lives right now so look for the release your power boot camps and the october seminar and they are promised, guaranteed to be a transformational experience. You will be different when you go to your office on Monday. I'm actually putting it on my schedule right now, Dr. Fred, because I didn't know yeah, it was uh, in uh, New Jersey in October. Yeah, we're going to Little Italy and eating Italian food, by the way. So That sounds like a plan. Eat some real Italian food. <laughs> exactly. Right on. My story, I'm fired up about it. Yeah, okay, well, okay. And, you know, for me, what I have going on, I also want to let everybody know just one, you know, quick thing aside from the annual. I canceled a, a conference, and it's pretty rare that I do that. I canceled a, a conference uh, for next month, September 20th uh, through the 22nd, and it was uh, on CBP mirror image postural taping with rock tape. And in, anybody that was hoping to come to that, I just want to say that I'm really sorry. You know, what happened was it's just – I got so overwhelmed with this new stuff that I was working on uh, for the annual, I, I just couldn't develop a, a brand new conference at the same time uh, a month later. And, and so something had to give. Uh, I'm only human, and I apologize. We'll, we'll probably reschedule that uh, for uh, spring of, of next year, 2014. And I apologized uh, to Rock Tape as well. Uh, Dr. Allison Evans and, and her team were, were really looking forward to coming out and doing that one. It's just I, I just got uh, too much on my plate, so I, I could not pursue that one. Uh, so we canceled that one. But the other things that are coming up for CBP are in October, November, and December. So people can look at idealswine.com for that. Okay, so you guys ready for the research article of, of the uh, – we'll call it the week, but we know it's it's not because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Exactly. Right. Of the quarter, right. research yeah. article of the quarter. Right, the research article of the quarter is, is better. Uh, and th this comes from uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Chuck Davis of California, uh, emailed me this, and I, I didn't track it down myself, so I got to get a shout, give a shout out to him. Uh, this comes from uh, the Journal of Applied Biomechanics. It's 2011. It's uh, volume 27 pages 181 through 191, and I, I can't pronounce the uh, lead author's last name, so let's not even try. Uh, we'll, we'll just say that it's the Journal of Applied Biomechanics, 2011, volume 27, and it's pages 181 through 191. And The title of the article is Altered Alignment of the Shoulder Girdle and Cervical Spine in Patients Okay, so yeah, sorry about that. We got cut off right when I was doing the research article of the week slash quarter. And so it's uh, the Journal of Applied Biomechanics, 2011, volume 27, page 181 through 191. And it's on altered alignment 
of the cervical spine and shoulder girdle in patients with uh, insidious onset neck pain, whiplash associated disorders, and a control group. And it's it's really interesting. What they did is they they looked at uh, shoulder movements, both uh, internal rotation. Uh, upwards rota- rotation, anterior tilt, uh, retraction, and, and uh, protraction. Um, and they looked at the alignment in the sagittal plane of the, the cervical spine relative to the thoracic spine and then the cervical spine relative uh, to horizontal, essentially. And, and so it's really a postural analysis. It's not an x-ray analysis. Uh, but they d- did a great job. To my knowledge, this is one of the first studies that's looked at uh, this uh, number one number of shoulder girdle movements uh, and compared it to the cervical spine posture in these three groups. And of, of course, I say of course because we expect this, uh, but you've got to do a study on it to, to verify it. Uh, there, there was qualitative and quantitative differences between the three groups. They have a normal control. They have whiplash-associated disorders, and then they have uh, insidious onset neck pain subjects. And they found differences in the range of motion of the shoulder girdle and the position of the shoulder girdle and the position of the head and neck in space. And, you know, we, we believe in, in CBP technique and structural correction that these abnormalities are part of the problem. They're part of the injury and they're part of what, you know, uh, translates into chronicity of the injury and then you know not just chronicity in terms of pain but abnormal uh, you know joint mechanoreception and uh, you know that translates into as we know from our good friend Dr. Dan Murphy and his uh, great presentation a couple weeks weekends ago Fred uh, on posture and neurology and, and how that uh, you know lack of mechanoreception and lack of mo- movement from the joints translates into potentially increased sympathetic tone and altered immune system responses in people. And so this is becomes a, a pretty serious issue that's related to people's health and their disease. And so this is a, a great paper for those of you that are interested in uh, neck pain and whiplash-associated disorders and uh, the sagittal plane alignment of the cervical spine and uh, the shoulder girdle. Wow. Nice. That that was awesome. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, I thought I lost you guys Uh, again. Yeah, that's an awesome study. And uh, it was pretty fascinating to go to that neurology seminar and see what a dramatic effect small things have on a nervous system and how much you don't realize, you know, that the smallest problems in the spine create such a massive neurological effect. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, and how it you know it affects our immune system and our health and everything, man. I mean, it's, it was uh, really awesome and kind of mind blowing. I mean, I I don't remember learning all that in neurology either. I wasn't paying attention, or they just didn't apply it the same way. Yeah, you know what? Nobody puts it together quite like Dan. He he has an intimate understanding of not only the chiropractic profession but of neurology and and how joint mechanoreception and postural alterations translate into altered neurological impairment. I mean, the guy is one of a kind in what he can do. Yeah, awesome. And, and you know, he's not making it up. He just pulls out those studies and and shows what they apply and, and puts it all together. And other authors have put it together too. And, you know, Dan is just uh, very good at summarizing and, and applying the information that's out there. Really, hands down, one of the best. Cool. Yeah, he is awesome. awesome all right, stuff. well, thanks for sharing. And so are we going to have a commitment here, all three of us? We're going to actually meet again uh, next Tuesday, record another podcast um, with hopefully Dr. Brian Kelly. And we're going to actually make this. I, I think we can commit to at least getting two of these out a month with, with our busy schedules. And that's really what it comes down to. We like to rib each other. But it comes down to we've all three been doing a lot of traveling. And uh, it just life gets takes over and we have – lives just like any one of you guys do and uh, it's hard especially when I'm on east coast time most of the time and you guys are on mountain and pacific and it makes it a little harder uh, to do these but uh, we're committed to at least doing two a month and uh, I, I'm really glad that even though you, a lot of you guys will give us a hard time especially Fred and I um, 
that you know that you really look forward to these. Thanks for all of you guys encouraging us to keep going to this. It, it really does mean a lot that you guys appreciate and listen to uh, these podcasts if you're at the gym or your ride to work, things like that, and it inspires you to be a better chiropractor. That's what it's about. So I'm glad that you guys like it, and I appreciate all the nice feedback. Yeah, I mean, it really is flattering to know that, uh, you know, the message and purpose and everything that we communicate is received very well and that it actually inspires other people. So from a very humble position, I want to thank you. And, you know, we'll keep going. You like it? We'll deliver more. Yeah, And good to have you back, D. Yeah, no, no worries, guys. Happy to be back. Sorry. Yeah, and we're we're gonna do uh, we're gonna probably start trying to do some more video podcasts as well in the future. So I guess in closing, if that's it, I guess until next time uh, next week. Does it sound like a plan? Yep, absolutely. Sounds good. All right, you guys, have an awesome week. Love all you out there in podcast land. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye.